0: Welcome to The Right Now Show. My name is Zach Day, and on the show, we have real, deep, and unfiltered conversations.
1: When I thought I was going to die, I thought of one thing, bro. Not the things I did do, but the things I didn't do. If you love yourself enough, then you're going to call yourself out.
2: Don't ever, ever, ever let the false sense of fear interfere with your life.
0: The purpose of this show is to help you gain perspective on life, to help you become more intelligent, and to inspire all the people out there that are complacent with their life right now to get up and actually go for your real dream. Today's episode is one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done because I learned so much on this podcast. Randy Dietrich is our guest today, and he is the owner of Blue Ridge Winery in Sailorsburg, Pennsylvania, which is one of the top-ranked wineries in the country. And it's basically in the middle of nowhere. So he's a super successful entrepreneur. He's an author. He was also a World Cup ski racer. And this guy has so much energy and passion behind everything that he does. And honestly, me and the co-host Joshua Gillow, we barely say a word on this podcast because Randy just takes over the show and he just keeps dropping so much value. And uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever done. And I just can't wait to bring it to you guys. Let's get started with the show.
2: When I was 13 years old in the Stroud Mall parking lot, I remember hearing the guy, and he goes, my mission is to add value to people's lives. At 13, I go, that is my mission the rest of my life, yeah. and it has been because the more value we add, the more value we receive. Yeah. You can have anything in life you want if you're willing to help enough other people get what they want. Yes. That's
1: the key to the whole darn thing. I love it. I love it. I love it, dude. No one you know, puts that together as well as I've seen you do it, so, Man, good. Well, thanks, so good. You know, it's good. Thanks, Joshua. know, Thank you. So Randy, I, I love having you on the show here I'm been excited for a long time to have you on the show and, and unpack how you did it and you'll learn more listeners you'll learn more about what I'm talking about as you go along he's He's built one of uh, america's most incredible wineries right and experiences mm-hmm. um, across the country and I know it's top rated I know a lot of people come oh, cool. in, in the Thank middle you. in the middle of Cornfields. <laughs> for Pennsylvania. Exactly. Like in the middle of <laughs> nowhere. Right? Sonoma. <laughs> but that's, that's what blows my mind. I remember first time coming to the vineyard, and my wife's like, yeah, they are going to go to this vineyard? I'm like, we don't do a whole lot of wine tasting. I'm like, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? You got it. You have to. I've been hearing, hearing so much from my, from my patients awesome. about this. You got it. We got to go see what it's all about. So we went over there, and we, I just looked around, and I'm like, how is this guy making any money? I'm like, i right. are looking around, and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> the right. I'm like, he, he's got, he's got to either be either mad or brilliant. That's or pretty other. funny, right? But then he start looking, and I didn't know you at the time, right? And I and and I was like, wait a minute, there's got to be something. He's got, he understands something that I don't, right? Hmm. And it's about oh, that experience, right? Yeah. Like you're creating an environment for people to come and live their best life, and it happens to be in a vineyard, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. Man, he's, he's, this guy's brilliant. And then when I saw you, you're a Maxwell guy, and I was like, all right, well, all right, I, I understand where it's, it's coming from. Like, I'm yep, starting to get that. Yep. F- and then, so what I'd love to do is, is talk to you a bit about your your story, your upbringing. How did you become this, you know, one of the, well, I think you're what, top 10 or top 13 vineyards? 13, the- top, it's number 13 in the country. <sighs> Wild, right? There's a lot of vineyards yeah. in the country. Calisco's the <laughs> Napa,
2: Napa, Napa, Salisbury, Napa. Napa, Napa. You know, you know. <laughs>
1: But again, in between two cornfields in Pennsylvania, how do mm-hmm. you do this? So I'd love to start out, well, before we get there, um, with your story. I know that your mom is a really integral part of your oh, story. Huge. And, and I'd love to start in there and kind of go through the ski racing, and like you're, you're kind, of kind of coming up through, and and how you found your passion. I know you were in pharmaceutical for a while, mm-hmm. right, and all that, and, and how you end up in a winery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. I never had any wine or any alcohol until was
2: 31. And that means oh. zero. <laughs> Not a sip, nothing, Zero. You know, so it's crazy. I got a winery. You know how the world needs balance? Well, there it is, right? Yeah. You know, so... You know, Growing up, we lived in Saw Creek up in Bushkill, mm-hmm. right? And my mom worked at Outdoor World on 611, the okay. campground membership. Yep. And when she left my dad, I was seven years old, my brother was two, and we lived at the women's shelter in Easton. Mm. And that's where it all began. That's the first night she sits us down, she looks in her eyes and says, Boys, from this day forward, if you can think it, you could write it down. And the moment you wrote it down, you set a goal. And if you set a goal, you can achieve a goal. That's how we're going to live our life. <laughs> we had no choice. Wow. My mom was a force, guys. <laughs> I mean, there were goals everywhere. And I remember the first night, I looked at her and go, What's a goal? Never even heard the word before. But she was so, so dramatic that evening. I'll never, you know those plastic chairs they have in the women's shelters? Mm -hmm. I remember the feel of it sitting there, of it on my back, and her going, This is the day everything changes. And it did. It changed in such a big way. I remember that a couple, couple nights later, we we're out in the streets of Easton and I had found a penny on the street. And I'm like seven, right? How high can I throw it and catch the penny, right? And My mom looks at me and goes, Randy, save that penny, we might need the penny. Well, how high can I throw it and catch it, right? Yeah. I lost the penny at some point during the day. That evening, we're at a phone booth, right? Downtown Bethlehem or, or Easton. And she turns me into such a panic. And she's like, Randy, where's that penny you had? I remember looking and going, I, I I lost it, mom. My mom had 24 cents. She was going to cash in for a phone call at one of those phone booths. Mm. The things that stick with as a kid, the small things add up to big things. There's a saying that says, if you take care of the pennies, the dollars count themselves, right? There's a saying in business, it doesn't matter how much you polish the underside of the banister. That's not true because everything counts. Yeah. Everything counts. At Blue Ridge, the driveway is selling the wine. The moment you pull off the road and you enter the property, everything is designed to build to the experience of stepping up to that tasting bar and going, "Wow, I cannot believe what I'm what I'm feeling right now." Yeah. It's not really about the wine at Blue Ridge. Yeah. It's about, it's about the feeling that they get. Mm. You know, so mom moved us to Salt Creek from the women's shelter. She worked at Out The World. She was a sales rep. She sold campground membership, straight commission, high risk, high reward. She was betting on herself. Some days she made money, some days she didn't make money, right? Yeah. It was the best lesson though, because some people say time is money, time is not money. If time was money, any time spent not making money would be a waste of time. That's not true. Time's not money. Basically, my mom, some days she'd work all day and make nothing, other days she'd make a thousand bucks. Then there's also the cancellation thing. They could cancel, and you got the rejection of it. So you learn that aspect as well. Mm. Because my mom was in it, I got into it. And that basically teaches, teaches you communication skills. Yeah. I remember realizing early on, the better I can communicate and connect with the person, the better my paycheck will become. Yeah. So the goal is connection. And I'm real, I realized early on, authenticity counts. Do you know – I just learned this today. The most searched word, word last year was Authenticity. On Google really the most right what's yeah. this world searching for authentic they want it real in a world of AI and all this computer-generated stuff they want to you want to feel something yeah you know and when you you know you say if you want it, if you want it, if you want to touch their mind touch their heart you touch their heart you really touch the person so everything we do at Blue Ridge from the beginning is designed to add value to people's lives and it's always about the experience with people you love because yeah. we coming out of the saw creek in the resort business, that was, it was I was straight sales, you know, Resorts USA. I worked in Lancaster, fun stuff, campground membership too, right? My job was doing upgraders. I was an upgrader, so basically, I would I would drive from this area to Lancaster on Friday after school, tenth grade, do my sales, drive back home, and uh, and do that every weekend. In tenth grade, because of that, because the communication, I was able to make seventy nine thousand bucks as a tenth grader.
1: Me, <laughs> <laughs> right? Back in the day, right?
2: Back in the I mean, yeah. it's funny. I told Matthew that the other day. He goes. Do you realize what year that was? I go, well, yeah. it was around like 1994. Yeah. He goes, that would have been like 200 grand today. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I and realize, but you know, to a worm and horseradish, the world is horseradish. Yeah. And I was the worm, and that was my horseradish. That's all I knew. All I knew was that if you can if you can think it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand, and the better it gets in here, the better it gets out on the outside. Mm-hmm. That's all I knew. And growing up with my mom, that's all we knew. Yeah. It was so, I get chills and goosebumps that float flow over me because. I was the worm and horseradish. My mom's my mom pummeled us with setting the goals. You could accomplish anything, anything you set your mind to, and that's how life was. Do you know? It wasn't until I started Star Medical Equipment, and you know, I was, I was a, a business owner, had a payroll. I remember going to the accounting office, going, "What is this unemployment thing going on? What's this unemployment tax?" Mm-hmm. He goes, "You're kidding me. You don't know what unemployment is?" I'm like, "No. What is, what is that? Why, is, <laughs> why are they taking money out of check for unemployment?" He goes, "Are you serious?" I go. He goes well. If people don't work for you, they can collect unemployment. I'm like, for not working, I, I I I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. And here I am, raised by a single mom with cancer, and it was it wasn't an option. Yeah. It wasn't an option. Yeah. You know, it was it was that if it's to be, it's up to me. If it's hard, do it hard. If you're afraid, do it afraid. That was how life was, and there was no other options, yeah. you know. So mom got us in ski racing, and because of, because my mom had to work a lot, she dropped us off at of Shawnee every day because you're going right by, you know, Saw Creek, the Bushkill, mm-hmm. right? And uh, she dropped us off, and I skied. There's this rule called the 10,000 hour rule. You ever hear this? Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell, right? Yeah. I probably had 10,000 hours of skiing, in by the time I was like 12, mm-hmm. because she dropped us wow. off at 7 a.m. Go to work. Pick us up at 10 o'clock at night, right? Yeah. So I skied all the time. So because of that, that's where I got to race the World Cup for the United States. Led to ski racing, right? Fun stuff. Takes you around the world. That led to Blue Ridge Winery because Tiff and I were in this little town called Inica in Italy and we're at a World Cup. We're leaving the race, going down the bottom of the boot and we're driving through vineyards. And Remember, I had zero, any wine, any alcohol, any, nothing ever. And she looks at me and goes, I wonder if we can grow grapes at the farm. I'm like, I don't know, we never had wine. So I come home, I Google, what's wine? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I'm not kidding. I thought Chardonnay was a flavoring, you know? <laughs> I, <did. laughs> okay. I come home and I'm thinking, wow, this, this could be fun. We already, I already own the farm, yeah. I, I already lived there. And uh, I'm thinking, wow. So I, I hired a soil scientist to come out, and we test the soil, I'm like that, that could work, great stuff. Got the right slope, got the right elements. And you know, t- in today's world, there is no excuse for not having knowledge. Knowledge is yeah. free, it's accessible. Everyone's got a phone in their pocket. You got to get it from your phone in your head. But the difference between knowledge is I can take a book and I can download a book and download the information in my head. But understanding is actually how does it really work? Yes. I tell people, knowledge is I flick the switch, the lights come on. That's knowledge. Understanding is I flick the switch, I understand how electricity connects it, it makes that light go on. Yeah. Right. That's where a lot of things get missed in the world. I have downloaded and listened to every single book that exists on winemaking. I have no educational winemaking, but I've, I've taught it at the local college, right? <laughs> because learning is learning. It doesn't matter if you're in a college classroom yeah. or you're in your car driving. One plus one is always two, no matter where you're at. Yeah. So I tell people, never stop learning. If I want to know where your life is going, I'll just look at your daily activities and see what you put pouring in your head, and I'll tell you exactly where you're going, yeah. right? Yeah. People yeah. say, I want to be a success. I want to do this. They're going home playing video games. No, you don't. You want to play video games. Yep. If you want to be a success, you will pour yourself into learning and knowledge. It's all free. It's all out there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And think about a book. Someone will spend their entire life of gaining knowledge. They'll sit down and write a book that takes like two and a half years to write. Believe me, I know this stuff now. Mm-hmm. And then and then someone can come along and give you 20 bucks and download everything you learned in 20 years for 20 bucks just like that. Yeah. It almost seems like cheating, doesn't it? It does, yeah.
0: Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast or do you already have your own podcast? Well, I'm sitting in a place right now called The Podcast House, which is located in East Nashville, Tennessee. And we have people come in and we shoot their entire podcast and we edit their podcast and supply them with social media content. If you want to start your podcast or if you want to get your podcast recorded professionally, then go on Instagram at thepodcast.house and DM us the word podcast. That's thepodcast.house and DM us the word podcast. This podcast is also sponsored by Right Now Productions, where we help you bring your purpose and vision to life through filmmaking. We film events, brand videos, commercials, social media content, mobile podcast studio, and a lot more. If you're interested, go on my personal Instagram at I am Zach Day and DM me the word story, and I'll get you more details. Let's get back to the show. I
2: mean, and today with the audiobooks, you'll never catch me not listening to audiobook ever. Ever, 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 every minute of driving. Don't waste the time, yeah. right? So we go from the resort business to the the medical business. And the medical business was fun for a while until competitive bidding was starting to kick in. Okay. you're in the medical field. You probably remember this back when Medicare Medicare Medi- so anyway. So Medicare, they started they started with thing where medical companies had to bid against each other for the business. Mm. And at Star Medical, our slogan there was relationships matter. Yeah, because that you know so in the in the medical business relationships seem, can go away over the fast paces of it all, like get in, get out, serve the patient, keep going really quick. But the relationships is really what matters the most. Yeah. And I would give away a lot of equipment like a lot of equipment. Nurses knew that if you had a patient that didn't have insurance, call Randy. He'll make it happen no matter what because I would always end up with extra equipment and I saved it in a room and they would come collect it and so on. But then I got a letter from Medicare saying you're not allowed to do that. I'm like, this is crazy. So then Randy gave the equipment away, not Star Medical. So then it worked, mm, right? Okay. So <laughs> anyway, so when, that, when Medicare was changed the rules, I thought we got to get out of this. Well, it's still okay. So we literally decided back in the day, we go, let's sell the medical business, have a family, build a winery all in one shot. And we did. We sold it off. Um, A guy named Warren that worked within the company bought it from us. We carried back the mortgage, and all of our future, all of our business, financial future, was hinging on the winery making it. So basically, you picture it. We sell it off. Um, There is no other business to go to. It's kind of one of the things where you jump, and then you build a ground to land on in Mm midair. And we're, we, I, we spent all of our money. We had like 700 grand, spent it all down to zero. Then I borrowed another like 700 grand just to finish it because we could, didn't even have a driveway at that point. And uh, meanwhile, Tiff got pregnant. So she's, you know, Maggie's about to be born, and Maggie was born three weeks before we opened the winery. So you can imagine the pressure, right? Mom was yeah. getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The winery's going up. I'm like, oh my God, Randy! I'm thinking, what have I done? Like, my <laughs> Tiff's like Tiff's pregnant. I got no money. I got no job. I'm crazy in debt. Well, good luck to Randy, right? Yeah. And <laughs> we had to make it. I remember this is why I tell people: make sure you marry someone mentally stronger than you are. Mm-hmm. This way, when you fall on your face, they'll have the strength to stand you back up. Yes, if it wasn't for my wife, guys, we would not be sitting here. Wow. Blue Ridge would not exist. I would I would have been in the vineyards crying to myself, going, "It's it's over. We're done. We're cooked. We didn't make it. We were. It looked. It looked like it was so dark you couldn't get you couldn't get out of the hole. Mm. But there's a saying, the darkest moment of every day is just before the sun comes up. Yeah. And there it is. It was just before. I get chills. Yeah. Because it was just before the sun came up and Blue Ridge was about to open that it looked the darkest. And all of a yeah. sudden, I remember our opening day. My brother calling me, going, "Does it work? I go, we made 400 bucks already. (laughs) He's like, oh my God, it works. Oh my God. You know, like it's going to work, you know, and. From day one, the goal of Blue Ridge Winery is to add value to people's lives. Mm -hmm. It's never been about selling wine. And if you look at my Facebook page, we very seldomly ever advertise wine. You notice that, hardly ever. It's all about the people, the relationships, the time they spend there. Because every study in the world, they do all these studies. What makes people happy and joyful? Researchers go out and they collect all the data, the data comes back, and it's never wine, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) So it's always about the relationships as people together. So everything we do is designed around that. That's why people go to Blue Ridge. It's about how they feel when they get there. Yeah. that's really it yeah, you know and blue Ridge, is it's you know my 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 role there now is to get obstacles out of the way of its growth yeah you know what do i need to, what what i need to, what's inhibiting it and how can i push that that border back a little bit
1: no i love that i love that, dude and you can feel that when you come to the winery you can actually feel that you can feel that it's all about the people i love your sayings are all over the place mm-hmm. you've got the underground experience yeah. i'd love to hear about how that came to life yeah you know and even what that is for the listeners <laughs> so and uh I know that you do like a mindset stuff there too. And like it's, so it's, to you, it's not just about selling that in the product, obviously. This is so much more than that. So could you go into a little yeah. bit more about, I mean, you mentioned about the the experience side, but going even like to go to the next level. Yeah, they're undergrad- take it to a whole lot yeah. level.
2: Yeah, no, there's not another winery in the world doing what we do with the underground experience. Yeah. Um, that, that has gone on a global scale. You know, over 11,000 people have done that. Since so we've been doing it for five years, yeah. and uh, it only the room only seats forty people, yeah. so forty people at a time, eleven thousand people later, and it's 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 a show that's been sold out since we started it. Like right now, you can yeah. get you can get tickets in like January, February. Uh, we also do a couples edition underground experience in the month of February. It's all about relationships, and you know how you get a winery. Since like the, the classic thing is they pair wine and cheese, wine and nuts, wine. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's not that. Yeah. <laughs> that's more like wine and life. So what we do is I bring them into a room where I've created this room that's completely underground. It's all painted black, trimmed in gold. And then I turn these trees into chandeliers. I love them, yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally weeping cherry trees that come out of the ceiling. They're giant. It takes about a year to build one. Yeah. And it's, it's pure torture. And you can see that it's like very meticulous, yeah. meticulous to build. And you walk in this room, and the feeling is spectacular. You sit down, and they usually people don't know what they're in for. Yeah. They think they're in yeah. for a wine tasting. Yeah. And walk in and what we do is there's five wines and we pair each wine with things like hope. We talk about trust. We talk about enthusiasm. We talk about preparing for for success in our life rather than repairing the past. And by the end, everyone floats out of the room.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, it is something anyone that does that, they always leave and they go, I need to bring everyone here.
1: Yeah.
2: It's inspiration is oxygen to our soul. Yeah. And the world is really missing inspiration today. 100%. You know, I mean, it's just they and they 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 just I mean, I should read. I get two emails today. I could not believe what what they were writing to me. You know, it's really something. But you know, my the underground experience is a way for me to add more value to people's lives. I can, I can, I can, I can, I can touch their spirit. I can, I can give them a glimpse of hope. People say to me, they go, you know, I feel like the world's a better place now. Yeah, because you really, the world is what we see. It's not, you know, we don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. And if we can give people a brand new perspective on, you know, if you look for the good, the clean, the pure, the positive, you will see that. Yeah. And if you look for the negative, you will see that. And the more you look for, the more you receive, the more you receive, the more you are, the more you are, the, and down, you can spiral downward or spiral upward. Yep. The choice is ours. Yes. But human nature spirals naturally downward. Ever since the fall of man, Adam and Eve, yep. spirals downward. I remember when we were first planting the vineyards, being frustrated about how when, when they ate the fruit, how... You know, God says, "Okay, so Eve, you're gonna you're gonna have pain giving birth, and Adam, there's now gonna be rocks in the soil." I'm like, mm, "Darn it!" Yeah. <laughs> no, you know. But it is what it is. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I mean, underground experiences. It's a, uh, I work every week around 10 hours to prepare for that. Even though I've presented it, I can do it in my sleep, guys. Yeah. Every week, there's something that makes it better. And it's, it's a constantly morphing show. The, I think the most times that someone has done it is 17 times now. Wow. <laughs> and every time they go, totally different. Yeah, yeah. That's the goal, every time.
1: My wife and I have done the, the underground experience where you pair the wine and the food and you had a all catered like that way. Yep. We didn't get in the mindset ones yet. That's on our list to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. uh, we've so done fun. that so many times. And it was always so great because my wife is not somebody who ever really liked the taste of fish. But when she comes in, it's like, well, there's Brissano on the, on the, uh, the list or whatever, right? And she's like, is that a fish? And she eats it. She's like, I like that. So it's you, awesome. You don't know, but you've actually opened her up now oh, to neat. seafood. <laughs> neat, neat, neat. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's like, well, I gotta, I have to eat it. And yep. yeah, yep. It's, it's just fun because each time you go into a different experience, you know, the sommelier is talking about how this pairs to that and yep. it, like the psychology of it all. And it's yep. just really a fun experience. But I'm very much looking forward to the mindset side. As
2: yeah. Well. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. so good. Yeah. We open it. The show opens with gratitude. Yeah. You know, gratitude is the highest expression. And, yes. you know, it's, man, you'll, you'll love it. That's it's so great. much fun.
1: What's amazing is that you've taken mindset and mixed it in with wine, mm-hmm. because usually it's like come and get drunk, buy our wine, leave, whatever. You're like you've like all right, well the wine's here, mm-hmm. but now you're mine. Right. right, right. Now we can start talking right. about how to make your life better, right, to make your life right. more, you know, impactful, and that's just so powerful.
2: You know, in all a business, I, I tell everyone, people go, how how can I be more successful? Yeah. It was very simple. Do what you can with what you have, right where you are. That's it. And creativity is connecting the unseemly connectable dots. Creativity is seeing what everybody sees in this world by thinking what no one has thought in this world. Mm. Because everything is to be seen out there. There's no secrets. Yeah. It's one of those things like, if you want to do what someone did, just do what they did and you'll do what they do. Yeah. If you want to go somewhere, find someone that's been there, and when they're on their way back, ask them how to get there. Yeah. And they'll tell you. Yeah. It's it's so unbelievably simple. But, but in order to do what someone did, you'll have to think the way they thought. And isn't that the challenge? That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. How do I train the brain to get the life that I want to live? Yeah. And when you think about it, when, when we're born, when we're eight years old, we are born with the mindset of success. Everyone is. Yeah. I, everyone is born a winner. I tell people, my mom, when I was a kid, she'd say, Randy, when you were born, you were nothing but a pile of potential. <laughs> 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 <You know? laughs> Couldn't even hold your own head up, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> a pile, and, what, and what you do with it is completely up to you. Yeah. And that's how she, she would end it. She would, and it's up to you. It's, it's it. You're just a pile of potential. And she'd remind, she'd remind you every day that you were born with seeds of greatness and it's your job to basically give those gifts back to the one that gave them to you.
1: Yeah.
2: All the people that are unbelievably happy and joyful and successful in this world, they have taken their gifts that they're born with, and they've used those gifts to add value to the world around them. Yes. And then what happens is you simply get paid for being who you are. Imagine that. Imagine wow. that. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be anybody else. Right. You're already more than enough. Right. right. Exactly. Really something. Yeah. But yeah,
2: I mean, whether you're in the business of – you know, landscaping, you're in the business of drywall hanging. Creativity is connecting on the unseemly connectable dots. Yeah. You know, was there a day where drywall will be replaced replaced with something else? Probably. Yeah. Someone will think of it. Someone will think of some new product. They'll go, wow. Remember the day houses used to be made of drywall? Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: Crazy. So good. So tell me about uh, the ski racing. You mentioned about being Olympic grade and all that and traveling the world doing that. So tell me a little mm. bit more about the ski racing and uh, what you learned during ski racing.
2: Yeah. Wow. So... Yeah, ski race. Ski ski racing is one of those things where you you hate it and you love it, type deal. So like, I love the competition uh, of 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 racing. I just I love to compete. Um, Growing up, I remember the first time I ran gates. You run gates and you hit the gates with your arm, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was I was so black and blue and bruised up, and I I couldn't even move my arms for days. But I couldn't stop doing it. I was so hooked on it. And you know, it's the ten thousand hour rule in action. I did it. I did it for more than ten thousand hours. So by default, I became a, a World Cup racer. That 10,000-hour rule, by the way, I am not the most talented skier in the world. All that matters when it comes to, to success at that level is the effort. Talent doesn't matter. It's the effort you put into it. In fact, I tell people talent can actually work against you because how many times do you see a talented person rely on their talent and they don't put the effort into it? Mm. And then the person that puts the effort beats the talented person, yeah. no. right? Well, effort always trumps talent, right, every time. So, And it depends on how hard you want to push it. Well, I always want to push everything to the max. If we're going to do a winery, we're going to build the very best winery in the world, yeah. right? If we're to go, if we're to ski race, we're going to go to the World Cup. And ski racing, I never made the World Cup when I was a kid. I was 18, 19. I was always the guy on the bubble. I never quite made it. And the reason, because I wasn't from the right family. I wasn't right from the right area of the world. I live in Pennsylvania. What well, Pennsylvania racers make the World Cup? Yeah. You got to be from Vermont or Colorado or Maine, something like that. Those are World Cup racers, not the Pennsylvania guys, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is mindset, right? Drive drives you nuts. Yeah. But as you believe here, you get in your life. <laughs> it wasn't until later in life. I'm probably I was like 34, 35 when I raised the World Cup. Wow. It wasn't it Wasn't until later. I finally go, Oh my God, Randy, duh, duh. Really, you, you really think it's because of where you are? No matter where you you're born in the world, you were born in the geographical, geographical center of the world. It's the same distance from every, spot, from every other spot. It doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you're going. So to change my mindset, what I did was I wrote in my mirrors everywhere, Randy Dietrich is a World Cup ski racer, everywhere. And, I, and, and first you read it, and there's this twinge. You kind of don't believe it. You get this pushback from your subconscious. It's like driving a car saying, I like myself. If you ever do that and you feel weird, it's because your subconscious is clashing. Yeah. But if you can drive in the car and go, "I like myself," it doesn't feel weird. That means you believe it. Yeah. I tell everyone, test it. And if you don't, if 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 it clashes, say it again and again and again every single day you're in a car, because yeah. eventually it'll it'll switch. And sure enough, we're uh, Tiff and I were at a race. Um, I was at a race in Oregon. And in that one single race, they go, "Holy cow! You took down the whole Canadian team." They go, "You're gonna go to the next World Cup up in Canada." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you'd be kidding me!" Wow. Like, "I got a wife and a medical company." Like, "What's going on?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? it's crazy. You know, and now I've set a new goal. You know, I want I want to be the oldest guy to race the World Cup. So uh, I've, I've signed up for three Norams in in Canada and three Norams in America, and uh, the first race is the one is in Canada. It uh, happens uh, like January twelfth. Wow. Yeah, it's it, – my little girl Maggie got skiing. She's nine. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, so she got skiing.
2: And I'm like, I'm going to race with her. And just like that, I was hooked again. Sorry. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So now, like, you know, I went to Australia this past summer, you know, do some racing there. And, um, yeah, I, I still race like I'm in my 20s, so why not? Wow! Yeah. How old are you now? 47. No way! Oh, yeah. Unbelievable! Yeah! Unbelievable! All right. So, got, did you ever stop, or was there like a
0: time gap? Where uh, kind of like, oh yeah! stopped huge!
2: Oh, you did. Okay. So here's what's crazy. Back to it. Oh man! So coming out of high school, I didn't even ski for nine years. Oh, Not wow. once. Mm-hmm. Nine years. Yeah. Then then got back in. And I raced a little bit. Right. I did like slalom, giant slalom, and then I got into ski cross, and that's when I really took off. Because ski cross is four guys one one time out of the gate. It's like motocross meets ski racing. Oh wow! Yeah, so four guys, top two advanced, bottom two are bumped out, yeah. and that's where it's like it's head to head. You get instant feedback, and it's either make it happen or you don't. You know, and that's where it's, it I really thrived in that world. How dangerous is that? Um, I mean, ski cross racing. There are more injuries than normal ski racing. Yeah, there is. Any um, injuries in, in your career? I've gotten hurt here and there. You know, I mean, I've hurt my back. (laughs) I've twirled against my knee. I've broken toes. Mm -hmm. Toenails fell off. Right. But it's, you know, it's nothing, nothing like, you know, nothing giant. Right.
0: When you're on top of that mountain, like, do you feel fear and you just have to go right through that Uh, fear? Or do you, are you just so confident and you just know your
2: ability that like, yo, I got this? So, well, it depends on the field. (laughs) So, you know, confidence comes through preparation, right? That's it. And, And a lot of times at a World Cup level, everyone's the same. At a, at a World Cup mm. level, every single athlete can run a 400 meter in under a minute. Yeah. They all can do 150 push-ups. They all can do 30 pull-ups. They all can. Everyone's physically the same. Mm. The difference is what's going on inside your head. Yeah. Because you're traveling over a mile, and your your average speed is probably around 50 some miles an hour. And the difference between first and last is less than a second. Mm. So the what's, so the only thing that's separating you is what's happening here. You know, and that it's a mental game. Yeah. You know, so. At a World Cup level, those guys do have me. To be honest, I, my, it's not my life right now. They're living it every single moment of their life. Mm. I'm not. I'm running a winery. I got three kids. I got my wife, you know, and so on. But I can still play their game, and that's what I love. I, I can get in their feel and play in their game a little bit. Mm. You know, they just they just let me in.
1: Yeah. You
2: know what I mean? And that's the goal. You know, I want to I want I want to play in the game. And I, what I, then what I want to do? The reason I'm doing this is I uh, the next book that I write, I want to have a chapter in there about how age doesn't matter. Yeah. about how when you are 47 people go man I'm, I'm so old I'm, I'm in my 40s now it's like, oh my gosh when were you aware of yourself like in your 30s and you're only 10 years later now you're too old like, this is crazy <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah. like yeah. it's just it's, it's pure mind you know yeah. I mean it's just right now like with training for this, I got my 5k run at about even 21 minutes you know which back when I was in my 20s I, was, I wasn't running that yeah you know it's like my my 400 meter is uh, 57. You know, so it's like, yeah, it's right, good. It's right. Really good. It's something that there, there is, there's, there's no, ex, you know, you ever, there's a book out there. I forget the name of it. Um, the 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 magic of thinking big. You, ever, you know the book. Yeah, he he talks about how we 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 will either find a way or we will find the excuse. Yep. Yep. and most people find the excuse of my age or my health or my this or whatever it is, <laughs> or I've too much responsibility. Well, there's your excuse. Put it in your pocket and live with it now. Yeah, and yeah. it's just it's too bad. Yeah. People will either People either step into their life, or they're gonna step back into fear through the excuse. And I just step into your life. That's it. When you feel fear, that's proof that you're right on the edge of excitement. Mm -hmm. There's times at a ski race, I would try to make myself feel feel nervous. You know, because in racing in the northeast of Pennsylvania. I was, I was like, it's a, there's a whole point system. And if you go into the race and you're the top point guy, you know, you're the top dog. And as long as you perform the way you know, you will, you'll win the race. Mm-hmm. And there's times I go to a race and I'd be like racing 50 points. The next closest guy is hundred and you know, zero is the best. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I know no one can touch me. So like you go into, and I, you can mess around and have fun. But you know, the goal, there's a saying from John Maxwell. He like goes, if, if you're the best in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. You know, and that's the key. Step out of your comfort zone. And get into the next room and that's my goal with the World Cup guys. Yeah. I, want to, I want to step in their room. How, about,
0: how have you done that in business in terms of surrounding yourself with people and being mm-hmm. trying to be
2: the dumbest one in that room? So yeah, so business in business, Dick James, my turn name is Dick James. he'll Dick James. I love that guy. He'll tell you that when I do a project, I will learn more about that project than anyone else knows in the world, to the finest little details. So really, because knowledge can will decrease your risk, right? Oh. And knowledge builds confidence and so on. So when it comes to business, it's not like I've, I hang around other people that I want to be like, but I listen to people that I want to be like, because mm. I want to be like John Maxwell. John Maxwell is like my hero. You know, I want to. I want to be. I want to oh. be like my mom. You know, and I, I want to. These are the people that I emulate. <laughs> I want to be like Dick James. You know, and and you. It's it's more it's more of that you know I want to be, want to be like Jesus you know so you read your Bible yes, yeah. it's the best motivational book ever written yes. yeah. you know you want to understand you want to understand the world <laughs> read your Bible mm. you know so that in business that saying I live by do what you can with what you have right where you are never overextend I believe in peace of mind when you make decisions based upon your own long term peace of mind you are making a decision that's good today for tomorrow. Mm. Because I I, want, I basically want to live with the future Randy I'm creating. Yes. So you don't want to create a person today by decisions you make that tomorrow you're going to hate yourself. Yeah. And you're living live in this just torture. You know, peace of mind trumps it all. You know, peace of mind is doing the right thing today and tomorrow by everyone around you, mm-hmm. no matter what the cost. I mean, today I had to give a, give a guy bad news. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. I said, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry, man. You know, but there's a saying, uh, Brene Brown says it, you know, clear is kind, cruel is unkind. You know, so within business, I would say that the success – of business, it's, I don't want to say it's come easy, because re- work, I work really hard at Blue Ridge, yeah. you know, it's like always, like people, like Sally, they will go, like God, like you look, you know, like you'll go out there and you, like I'll dig holes for 15 hours straight, you know, yeah. you know, before it's light and after it's dark and, mm. you know, and and I, I joke about how I can dig the best hole ever, you know, <laughs> but, there's, know but there's pride in it, there's pride in, in doing everything, doing the yeah. job, to the best of your ability, because every single job we do, it's like we signed it, yeah. our signatures on that. Yeah. So even if I'm digging a hole, I want people to walk <laughs> away and go, "Man, that's the best hole I've ever seen." It's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, Randy Dietrich dug that hole," <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, but that's the key. That's the yeah. key to the yeah. whole yeah. darn yeah. thing, you know. And and when you when you do under when you do polish the other side of the banister, the top side is definitely polished. Everything counts in business. People think I can just coast. I can just do the same as they did yesterday. There is no such thing. Because if we're coasting, we're going downhill. Yep. And mm. everything in this world, everything, it doesn't matter if it's the trees, the grass, people, businesses, it is living, it is growing, or it's dying. Nothing is staying the same. Right. The grass is growing or dying. Trees are growing, right? We are li- we're growing or dying. And if people think, well, I'm just going to maintain, I'm sorry, but you're slowly dying. You're becoming obsolete. You know, I talk about the rate of change in one of my podcasts where the rate of change in this world is happening around us. Nobody can stop the rate of change, right? No one can. And that means if a business isn't changing faster than the outside world, the business is becoming obsolete. And if the people within that business aren't changing faster than the business, the people are becoming unemployed. So the closer it becomes to the human heart, the faster the rate of change must be. Yeah, and That's it. So embrace it. I say embrace the challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we were born for challenges. Yeah. When you think about it, yeah. we were born with challenges. We were first challenge, hold your head up. Second challenge, walk. Third challenge, talk. <laughs> Just keep on taking on those challenges. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, life is so simple when you think about it really I is love it. i love it
1: i love it yeah. and and so all the ski racing that you did over those years and came back and forth to and what did you learn in those ski racing years that directly impacted business i know we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about that but there's yeah. a couple of lessons that you learned Huge. during that and mm-hmm. translated directly into business yeah yeah the biggest the very biggest one happened at the top of the
2: alps in austria in, uh, in Austri- uh um italy so we're, we're at the mountain um Big deal, right? Giant European World World Cup, right? You get there, top 100 guys in the world at this race. I've been training for five years to get to this moment, working like crazy, thinking, man, I've finally arrived. Oh, my gosh, we've made it. You know, and I get on the chairlift. I'm riding at the lift. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, look at this. You know, my skis are shiny. They're waxed. You know, I got the whole team behind me, and we're ready, and I get down there, and I stand at the top of the course, and it all deflates. I think, oh, my God. It had nothing to do with arriving. It was who I had to become in the process. It's the journey that matters. Because it doesn't matter what goal you set. The moment you achieve that goal, either you will break it or someone else will. And it's just like that in business. It doesn't matter where you arrive to. The goal doesn't matter. It's who you become in the process of getting there. It took me going all the way to the top of the Alps to stand there and go, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I remember thinking I was the same person during this process that I am right now. There is no magical moment. And then, I, and then the second thought was, holy cow, I hope I never arrive. Because yeah. the day you arrive is the first day of the end. Mm. It's the striving that matters. It's who you need to become in the process. That's, okay. that's that's all okay. it is.
1: Hope the listeners are hearing that because it's so true. They think that once they get to that goal, the top of that mountain, that everything is going to be okay. Right. And it's not. No. <laughs> no. It's not. You're like it's the journey. No. It's it's the becoming that right. is the most important part. Right.
2: Right. It it's yeah. It's yeah. There's a. It's something you know, and the, the, what proves that fact is literally every single record that is set today in the world will be broken. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you accomplish, someone's going to beat you at yeah. some point. So it's, it's never like I've arrived and now I'm great. Yeah,
1: I can just sit back now. i, I made
2: it. Right, right. Yeah. The, big, the, the biggest challenge, I've, I've seen people with that mindset. Mm-hmm. And what happens to them is their ego takes over their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the moment you have an ego, your primary role is to protect your ego. Yeah. And when you're protecting your ego, you're not willing to take a risk mm-hmm. because I might lose and I might damage my ego. Yep. So people with an ego, they only ever accomplish one major thing. And it's, life is downhill from there. How do you explain the ego, man? So the ego is the ego is what success is. Success is what I do for me. Right. It's attached to pride. But, but yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Ego pride. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you can have. I have pride in my book. I've written a book. Sure. I've worked two and a half years to write that book. I'm very proud of that book. Yeah. But the book does not make Randy great you know i always tell people be very careful you never attach the talent or the effort to the person yeah it's two separate things mm-hmm. at the winery people go you're so great randy you go not really not really i have all the same fears you do i i put my shoes on the same way i sleep the same way i do everything the same way right that's all it is mm-hmm. it's you're you're seeing that you're seeing it, you're seeing a side effect of efforts i put in right. that's what you're really seeing yeah but I, I i argue with my wife i make wrong decisions with my children i do all the same mistakes you do I'm just you. You're just seeing the good side right now. Right. Don't ever mix it up, mm-hmm. you know. But e- ego, man. So success is what I do for me. Significance is what I do for you. Ego is what I do for me. Significance is the service I provide to you. There's a major difference between the two. Yeah. And in today's world, the world's confusing fulfillment with success. They think when I'm when I accomplish this, yeah. I will feel good. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> you ain't gonna. Mm-hmm. It's just, I can pr- I can tell you, I've been at the top of the Alps. It doesn't change a thing. Yeah. I've, 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 I've arrived. And when you stand there, it doesn't feel any different. Mm-hmm. There's zero, nothing. And then you realize, man, I see the chills. I got juice bumps. It's not until you realize it's the value I add to the world around me yeah. that stays with me. Purpose. Purpose, legacy. Mm-hmm. John Maxwell is saying, your legacy needs legs. Who are you adding value to? Yeah. Who, who's going to carry it on? Mm. My mom died 17 years ago, and it was 17 years ago tomorrow. Mm. Oh. Yeah, crazy, right? Yes. And um, my mom's influence in the world today is grander than it was when she's alive yeah. because she achieved significance. Yeah. Not a lot of success. When it comes to success, my mom was very unknown she did a local angel tree ministries in the area. So a lot of the you know, like the prison inmates knew her, you know, and, the, and the, the children knew her. But uh, but it wasn't like the world knew of my mom as an inspiration role model. But it's because who she was of what became. Mm-hmm. And now her legacy has legs. Yes, And this book that I just gave you, yeah. Exposing the Roots, that is the story of my mom's life. Wow. That book is going to go to the moon. Yeah. It's, it's really something. Do you know that one of the editors for John Maxwell edited my book? Oh, wow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is so awesome. So awesome. Full circle. She right? was so excited when she told me. I'm like, oh, I got to be kidding me. I didn't even plan on that. Yeah. Here's what's another crazy thing about that book. Remember I told you my mom died 17 years ago tomorrow. Tomorrow's the date. And by the way, I, I forget that date. I don't remember negative dates. Anyone listen to this? Forget negative dates. Don't let it burn your mind. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. If you asked me a, a week ago, hey, what's the date your mom died? i will go, I don't know. I don't remember it. Usually, most years it comes and goes, and I don't remember. But Tiff and I were in Florida last week, and she happened to go, Hey, what's the date your mom died? Because your book's coming out, and it's around that time of year. I go, I don't know. I Google it, look up the obituary. There it is. I'm like, wow, the 28th. 28th. That's next Wednesday. Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday. I'm like, wait a minute. What was the date that mom's body crashed in the hotel room or in the, in the hospital room? I look it up. Like, you gotta be kidding me. The date that book was released, was the exact date my mom's body crashed, that she went down to intensive care.
1: Hmm.
2: And the opening story of that book is the moment mom's body crashed. Wow. 17 years to the day. Wow. I had no plans of doing that. Wow. It just, I, I'm, I'm looking at it going, you, you got to be kidding me that that. You know, the, the opening story is, and this, that's how this book was born. You know, I'm like, wow, to the day.
1: It's really something. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable.
2: Crazy. But things that sticky with ski racing versus business, Number one, there is no arriving. It's the striving that counts. It's who you become in the process. It's what it's where your business is going, rather than where it's going to end up. Yeah. Um, the other one is, it takes a team to accomplish anything grand. No one's way too small of a number for, for greatness. You know, so anyone that says, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a self-made man," no, you're not. Like, I'm sorry, it doesn't work like that. You know, there is no yeah. self-made people. You know, if someone says I'm a self-made man, they got an ego problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the truth. So, I mean. Every person has ever ever achieved anything great. They have a giant team. Yes. They're on people's shoulders along the way. Mm. And anyone sets out in business saying, I'm going to do it all, they're not going to be very good. You know What you do is you figure out what you're good at and then only do those three things, You know, top three things you're good at, and then find other people to fill in your weaknesses. Yeah. And then what you do is you stand in front of your team and go, guys, this is all I'm good at. I'm only good at communicating. I'm good at a vision. And that's about it. <laughs> Everything else, I'm bad at. Please fill in my gaps. Yeah. And if you find someone else that needs, needs, needs a job that can help, get them on our team. And always, and, and know this in business and in ski racing, like attracts like. Who you are as a person is exactly what your business will be. Every business that exists is the shadow of an individual. That's it. So wh- whoever you are, whatever your weaknesses are, whatever your character is, that's what your business is. So if you're a little shady and you're a little not quite right, neither will your business and you will not be in business. Hmm. But if you're authentic, you're true and you're honest and you're, you you're commit to people and you, if it's, if it's to be, you're going to say it and they're going to, they can trust you. So will the whole world see your business like that. So good. Every single thing about a person is magnified through their business, kind of like a V going out from their heart. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Right. I love when people say, you know, I live my personal life and I live my business life. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But a business to your point mm-hmm. is, is a magnification of who you are. Right. Right. This right. is just a bigger stage. Yeah. That's all. You can just impact more people with it. Yeah. So to keep them both separate is insane. That's insane. It, you're
2: you're one person. Yes. Anyone that's trying to I mean,
1: you're basically living a double life. You're trying yeah. to split yourself. Yep.
2: And you know, that that's like trying to live two days at one time. Yeah. You can't. Right? I mean, <laughs> I like we live yeah. you know, you live you live you live one person. You know, John Maxwell, he wrote a book called uh, ethics, mm-hmm. and originally they they, they asked him to go. Can you write a, bit, a book called Business Ethics? He goes, I don't think I can. There's no such thing. Yeah. There's just ethics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like right. It's
1: like I can't write business ethics. You know? Yeah. But yeah. So good. So obviously very successful in what you've done. You're an incredible speaker, communicator, all of that. So now you translate that into the customer experience. At the vineyard, I know it sounds like that's been always part of your journey. Like you're always part of your gift to give. Um, people come to this vineyard in the middle of these cornfields, and mm-hmm. they just have this experience. And mm-hmm. You know my wife and I did, and every time we come, we do right. And it's like you're always up in the game, always pushing it to the next level. Every time we come, there's a new area, there's a new experience, there's mm-hmm. a new this, there's a new that, and so. How do you focus and get the information you need to make sure that that customer is feeling something new and exciting each and every day? And I'm asking that because the listeners out there that are running small businesses, oftentimes they get so focused on their service, they don't think about the customer's experience within that service. Mm-hmm. They think about how to bring it in cheaper, how can we bring it in faster. But wait a minute, we got to stop and think about Mrs. Jones because she's going to be part of this, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're going to transform their backyard or build whatever, it doesn't really matter. If, if you can't give her an experience that she's going to remember... Mm-hmm then your whole entire referral machine is going to be broken, right? This mm-hmm. whole concept of others saying, wow, this, this is amazing. And they're not going to think about the cost or the speed. They're going to think about how they felt during mm-hmm. that time, which is what you focus on. Yeah, right? So right. the customer experience, how do you stay on the breaking edge of that customer experience and how do you get the feedback you need in order to keep pushing it forward to know what your customers want?
2: Sure. I love that. That's a really good one. My mind was shopping all over the place as you're talking. Yeah. You know, And I have a chapter in the book called The, the, the 2% Rule. Okay and at Star medical we live by it and at the winery we live by it in this world people expect 100%. Mm. A lot of times they might think I might not get 100% but if they get 100% we're even. You know like if they if they buy a bottle of wine they pay 20 bucks they get the bottle i got my bottle of wine we're even. I got 100% of what i expected. If you can take that one step further and go 2% more the 2% is what stands out. Mm. So if i'm if i was building a deck if i was a contractor to build a deck on someone's back porch and I sign a contract with them to build a deck. The deck costs 10 grand. We build a deck. I would also build them planters that hang on the deck for free. And then I would, sch- I would check back with them about two weeks later to see if there's any nail pops anywhere. That's the 2%. Yeah. That's the 2% that go, who does that? Yeah. Who builds free planters and then checks back to see if the na- any nails popped? Just to make sure we're looking all good here. Yeah. Thanks so much. That stands out. Yeah. And in today's world... Service is everything. I mean, service is so bad right now. <laughs> you know this. Oh, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, we stayed at a pretty fancy hotel down in Florida, and it, good luck if they get your order right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you better check it because it's, it's just not going to. They could care less. Yeah. You know. And if it, if you care enough to get 100% plus the 2%, in the medical world, we would deliver the hospital bed and then say, is there a vacuum nearby? I like the vacuum in Florida before we leave. And we back What who does that? Yeah. So what happens in this world People generally as a rule of thumb don't trust businesses. As a rule of thumb, you'll turn on the news tonight, some CEO is going to jail. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's this distrust among corporations and and the and the general public, right? As a whole. But you know what everybody trusts? Their friend's opinion. Yeah. You trust your friend's opinion. So if I can get you to say to your friend, you need to go check out Blue Ridge, mm-hmm. you'll come to Blue Ridge. Yeah. Right. So rather than me spending the advertising dollars, which I don't, never have. Yeah. Yeah. I've put all the money that i ever spent in advertising and how can I make the winery an experience that they will never forget? How can I make it where they show up to taste wine and they get immersed in this thing that's like so over the top that they go, you've just got to go and feel that place. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and in business, as I said before, everything counts. Yeah. We probably have about 200 speakers at the winery. They're everywhere. Because I want you to, wherever you walk, it's the same sound everywhere. Yeah. The lighting systems at the winery, it's control their phone. I can make it brighter, or dimmer, everywhere. At the winery right now, you know, the, the tree line way off in the distance, mm-hmm. there's uplading on those trees. Yeah. Hardly anyone ever notices it, but their subconscious notices it. Yeah. It makes it just more brilliant because the, the whole tree line's lit up, yeah. but no one goes, wow, look at that. Yeah. It's kind of like the Disney effect. You know, what you, what you don't know does impact you. Yeah. You know, and I would say in business, live by the 2%. Figure out a way when you sign the contract. Add, give more, give more than what's expected. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. At the winery, we will always overpour a glass of wine. You'll, I've never once, not one time, ever got a complaint, oh, your pour so small, ever. I'd rather have them dump it out, yeah. you know? Yeah. We did a tasting with this fancy thing. We have a bed and breakfast over there, and and we did this crazy thing. It was like a $270 ticket per person for this seven-course dinner, very easy, exquisite and we're doing, we're, we're testing out how big of a pour. And, and some of the people are going, that's so much Randy. <laughs> I'm like, I like, they're like, you like, you're giving her like a bottle and a half of wine. I go, I know they're not going to drink it all. I'd rather have them dump it out, but I don't want anyone getting up going. I wish I had more of that. Yeah. And at the end of the dinner, sure enough, everyone had glass in their wine and every glass at the end of the dinner mm. because you want to over deliver, yeah. you know? And that's, that's the key in today's world. If you live, if you're a contractor and you're doing any job in a house you're laying carpet. You lay the carpet. You come back a week later just looking for wrinkles. Can I check your carpet? Can I restretch it? Can I make sure it's tight enough? Who does that? Yeah. They want to move on to the next one. Yeah. The saying is this. The bird in the hand is worth twice in the bush. And the person you serve is the one in the hand. Service them so big that they will tell everyone about you. Yeah. And that's that's it's really that simple. You know, I tell everyone at the winery, our driveway is selling the wine. Every single morning, we leaf blow the driveway. You won't find one pebble in that driveway Wow. anywhere anywhere you won't find one leaf in the driveway right now or on the whole property in the grass you won't find a cigarette butt it's that meticulous it's everywhere because everything counts in business everything in life counts
1: yeah yeah.
2: you know so i always say to anyone that has a business live by the two percent rule deliver your hundred percent then just do two percent more it's very simple there's a neat story in the medical business we i used to do these these beds called run beds very very technological bed. It's called a sand bed. You float it on air. Um, they cost like fifty grand a bed. Very very high end stuff. Very computerized, and they produce heat. So if you had a room like the size of a bedroom, you put it in the room, the room's getting hot, right? And sometimes the patients they wouldn't have an air conditioner strong enough to cool their room. And I've learned early on when you deliver a clinician on bed, you donate an air conditioner to the patient and you put it in their window for them. Mm. So then, so what happened was nurses started catching on. If you have a patient that has a hot room, call Randy. Get all your equipment from Randy, he'll give them an air conditioner. I gave away more $150 air conditioners than you could imagine.
1: <laughs> $150,000 purchase. Right. Exactly. I mean, I would yeah. trade I would trade 150 bucks yeah. for
2: 100 grand of medical billing. Yeah. Because I donated an air conditioner. Creativity is connecting unseemly connectable dots. Mm. What, what needs to be thought that no one else thought? What problem exists that you can solve as a, as a business owner? That's basically get out of your world. See your, you know, the, the problem that a lot of business owners have is they don't have an amateur mindset. They have like a, they have a seasoned mindset and they get in these lanes and they, they think this is my world and I stay in my world. But if you can get out of your lane and think like an amateur and think like a beginner, now all of a sudden you see it through every angle in the world. And you can go. Wow! How is it that an air conditioner is the key to medical billing of great products? Well, there it is. Yeah. Right. I mean, one time we we rewired a patient's house. Hire an electrician. Come in. Rewire the house because I wanted to have the patient uh, out in the, in the living room next to his wife. That patient told everyone. Wow. We gained unbelievable amount of referrals. You know, there's a story in the last lecture by Randy Pausch how he tells a story about how how the the little trinket, so him and his him and his dad and his mom and his his, his uh, sister they would go to Disney World, and they're down there one day, and and they were just old enough to let, let the kids run wild in Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. And the parents gave the kids twenty dollars and said you can buy anything you want as long as you agree on it. Great. So the kids go off, take off running, and they they go into a store and uh and they they buy a uh, a little 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 figurine, mm-hmm. and they they wrap it up and they they're leaving the store. And, uh, and Randy Pausch dropped the figurine, and it broke on the ground. And and another guest saw this, and, and they go, why don't you just go back in and tell them what happened? And Randy Pausch goes, I can't, it was my fault, I dropped it. He goes, just explain what happened. So he did, he walks back in and goes, hey, I I, I, I just got this, I dropped the figurine. And they go, we are so sorry. We're so sorry. Our packaging should have been better to withstand the excitement of a young child. Let us get you a new one. And they <laughs> they wrapped up a new one and gave it to him. Yeah. Well, Randy Pausch tells his dad that he goes that twenty dollar figurine earned over a hundred thousand dollars of tickets to Disney World because his dad brought every child from the school there for the next fifteen years. Wow! This is how a business can convert ten dollars into a hundred grand. Yeah. Do the two percent more. Always do the two percent more. You know, in business, I don't mean to go on and on, guys. I've been going forever with this stuff. Business, I I say this. this, The big things a lot of times crush the little things that matter. So in business, seem seen the focus on what costs a lot of money. Do we pay parking lots, build buildings, multi-hundred-thousand-dollar deals? They seem to be important. Those things mean Nothing. If you don't have the little things taken care of in a business, every person, every single day makes around 200 micro decisions, the little decisions to engage with each other, the little decisions to smile at your coworker, the decision to pour the wine at the right level, the decision to be prompt with their service. Those things are more than the big things. But business is focused on, on the big things, right? Yeah. The little things always trump the big things. And, you know, there's a fact that proves that this is true. Proves it's true. You know how earthquakes and hurricanes, they're the big things. When they hit, they're big and they're grand. They cause a lot of damage. They wreck through the, you know, hurricane hit the South. Florida has disappeared. You know what I mean? But did you know it's a true fact? Termites. Termites actually cause more financial damage on a global scale than earthquakes and hurricanes combined.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they never make the news, right? You don't see it. They keep taking those little bites. Yeah, know, and there's yeah. the proof the little things matter more than the big things. You know, I, I tell this story in the underground. I, I, t- I teach my kids this. I go, Maggie, baby, everything counts about you. Everything counts. She goes, what do you mean, Dad? I go, well, the way you carry yourself, your hand gestures, your voice, the words you use, how kind you are, your eye contact. Everything's adding up to greatness or not so much. She goes, I don't know if I get it. Let me give you an example of everything counts. Imagine if you were to ask me, do you love me? And imagine if I responded to you, yeah, I love you. (laughs) She goes, whoa, you didn't say it. I go, I know because everything counts. Because the answer is I love you so much. Yeah. She goes, now you said it. And it is as it is in business. Yeah. Everything counts. I would tell every contractor, everyone that has a business, send a handwritten thank you note to your customer. handwritten thank you note says, I appreciate you so much. I'm willing to give you a piece of my life. Yeah. I'm willing to sit down, go to CVS, buy that little blank car with a sunflower on it, and write a little note saying, dear Mr. Smith, I am so grateful I could be of service to you. I cannot express to you enough you're providing my income, you're providing my life, my wife loves you, I love you, my kids are grateful, thank you, and send it. Don't even ask for the referral, just say thank you. It's it's amazing, it's like magic. Do you know at the winery, I've written notes to all the townships in the area, Hmm. because I want to thank them for taking care of the roads. I want to thank them for creating a community that a business like that can exist in. Because if if they didn't do what they did, Blue Ridge wouldn't be able to be there. Mm. I should be grateful. It's grateful,
1: right? yeah. Yeah. So. Fun stuff, right? Really? Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah it's, yeah, it's, I mean,
2: you can go on and on and on, but I mean, there's, there's, I tell you, the, the best way to learn is up my book, I mean, the book I got. You know? yeah. This yeah. book, Exposing the Roots, there's so many neat, neat lessons in there. Yeah. You know, as I basically took two and a half years of the best of the best. By the way, that book, when I first wrote it, it was over 700 pages. It was, I know when we get through it, you know, <laughs> the editors are like, oh my God, Randy, you know, no so we, we cut it down, cut it down, cut it down. And literally only the best of the best made the book. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's powerful stuff. If you have someone that is in business and they want to be, how can I make my business more successful? I, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, <laughs> but mistakes doesn't create learning. It's the reflection upon the mistakes that causes the learning. They say, they say history is a great learner. No, it isn't. That means you would naturally get better as you age. That's not the way it works. Age age happens naturally. Wisdom, maturity, understanding, follow-through, commitment, pride. You have to work hard for that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like throughout my life, my mom has trained me, don't waste a minute.
1: Yeah.
2: Every second you have, pour something good into your mind. Because as you pour in, it will come out. Yeah. And that's it. That's just, as, as a man thinketh. There's the book, right? Yeah. Mm.
1: Right. Wow stuff dude yeah Thanks. That's really good stuff <laughs> so if you could have one piece of advice for anybody out there that might be struggling in business um or in life in general mostly toward business yeah would it be for them
2: so if you're struggling in business and you don't have enough customers or there's some sort of impediment in the business there's some rock blocking the flow of business i would look in the mirror alone when you're in a room alone I always look in the mirror and say, what is stopping you from being a success? And I promise you, you'll get the answer. We always know. Yeah. We always know. Stand in the mirror, look in the mirror. What is stopping you from being a success? Most of the time, we're not willing to face ourselves. Yeah. And we we bury our head. We hide from it. Yeah. We, you know, I can't say to them that this is the, your key. They know the key. Yeah. You know, I could tell you, I mean, see the chills I get? Yeah. I get goosebumps saying this stuff because, you know, I don't think that you could possibly ever have a successful, thriving business and not a good relationship with your wife. I don't think it's possible to have a successful business and a bad relationship with your children. It's not possible to have a successful business and no relationship with God. So if you look in the mirror and go, what's stopping you from being a success in business? You will get the answer like that. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you'll go, no, it's not
1: that. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it is. (laughs) Right, (laughs) it's that thing you don't want to look at. It is. It's that thing you don't want to look at. Yeah, yeah. You know, they. uh, Yeah, it's. uh, It's there's that ancient Chinese saying. It says, "Know yourself, because you can't improve on something you don't understand." And that's why I say, look in the mirror and go, "What is it?" And you'll know. Mm -hmm. You know.
1: Well, Randy, I could talk all day to you. I know you're Fun. busy, man. And uh, I appreciate you coming this out. This is great stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I love it, too. Do you have more questions for me? Uh, I can hammer it. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, <laughs>
0: uh, what does your faith mean to you?
1: Wow. Faith is
2: everything. Faith yeah. gives you hope. Without faith, there is no hope in the future. Right. Um, you know, fa- faith is Faith is that Jesus came here and lived for me, and he died for me. Right. So I should live for him. Yeah. And th- throughout, our, throughout our house, my mom used to have the saying, I am everywhere. Mm. Everywhere, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And it is the most powerful sentence ever spoken. You know, because when Jesus hung on the cross mm. and they said, now, what do you think? Now, now do you really think, say that you're the son of God? And for him to sit there and go, I am. It means everything. Mm. It gives you hope in the future. It's very difficult to live in this world today and think this is all there is. Yeah. It's, you, wow. you, you want to live a life of, of doubt and fear mm. and I'm going nowhere, yeah. then be someone that says, no, I don't, I don't believe. Because it actually takes a whole lot more faith to not believe than to believe. Yeah. To think that all of a sudden it's just kaboom, explosions, mm. and all of a sudden perfection occurs. And all the times I've ever done fireworks at the winery, you know, you know, the big boom theory, right? Yeah. I've never done fireworks and seen little animals running around the field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of it, but no yeah, explosion yeah. ever creates anything. It destroys things Mm -hmm. it doesn't put it together perfect yeah you know see yeah my faith my faith gives me hope my faith allows me to to know that one day i'll be able to hug my mom again yeah you know when my mom died it it was my faith that got us through that moment in unbelievable power unbelievable Mm -hmm. strength because I wasn't there when my mom died. I was running to the hospital. Yeah. I was too selfish. I was on my way to a ski race. Mm. That's, how, that's how selfish Randy was. I was going to a ski race, right? The doctor calls me. I was in Vermont. He goes, you need to get here now. And I literally, like, turned the car around while I was still on the phone and just started driving right back to Philadelphia. And I called my brother. told him to get there. He got there. And it was dark when by the time I got there. I jumped out of the car. I'm sprinting across the hospital. And I, when I walked into the intensive care room i remember the feeling of the air blowing over my body and time was against me all day like i, I wish i could stop time and i could look at the clock and am like oh, 10 minutes pass. it's like slow down you know and all of a sudden time's racing all day because i can't get to the hospital fast enough and in that second time stopped the moment it blew over me and the nurses at the end of the hallway and with their hands clasped and their heads down i had knew what happened no one needed to say a word yeah. and i walked in the room and they had already removed the breathing tube and um and Mom's laying there, and the room was in chaos. I've never seen crying like this. My brother, I've never heard him wailing so hard, crying. And his, his wife was there, and all my mom's sisters and her good friend Franny. And uh, and I walk into this scene, and here I am standing in the hallway just seeing this. And all I could say to them is, if you all could see Mom through her perspective right now, no. you'd all stop crying. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Wow. The peace that came over that room, it was... I remember Britt looked up at me and he smiles and goes, "Oh my God, you're right, you're right. Mom, mom's dancing with Jesus right now. Yeah. You're right. It's just like it's just wow. the room just. And then when I walked up to her though, I remember put my hand under her head. Yeah. Just there was a little bit of warmth there still, and it was so vivid in me. I said it out loud to her. I said, "Mom, I can't die with you. I have to live." Mom was training me, training me my entire life for that moment. Wow. Be strong enough to see it, not through my perspective, but through God's perspective. Yeah. So faith got me through that moment. It's amazing, man. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, um, I remember the first time in the underground now, I'm, I'm not shy about talking about God. Yeah. I was at one point. I was, I, was, I, was a, I was a baby, you know? Yeah. And I remember the first time I ever... I had this saying that I go, you know, my mom had a quote. She would go, your life is going to be so simple because all you're going to have to do is simply pursue all the dreams you have with every single bit of imagination that God gave you. Mm. And then don't ever, ever, ever let the false sense of fear interfere with your life. Yeah. And when I first was saying that that, that quote from mom, I left the word God out. Mm. I think it's shame on you, Ray walk out and go shame on you and i remember the first time i said it it was as if a lightning bolt shot through the room mm. you could feel the room just tingle a bit yeah. faith is everything yes yeah wow. what else incredible man. i like your
0: questions <laughs> <laughs> They're fun. um if you had to put a pin on it what
2: is your purpose to add value to people's lives so my, my purpose is to add value to people's lives to help them achieve their dreams yeah. to be very specific mm-hmm. um, I love to speak to young um, children that are in like the, the 10th 11th grade because that's the moment that a child will go from I have hope in my future to I have not so much hope in my future yeah they'll go like they'll start to turn a little bit and go man life has beaten me up you know and it's, it might not be it might not be worth it right you know it might be I might just want to, I heard this saying that they called like couch rot. I've never heard of this before. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I did a podcast on, it. I'm like, that's, that's unbelievable. Someone would give up on their life and just sit on their couch. Yeah. 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 I'm like, wow, you were born to move. Mm-hmm. Movement gives you energy. Yeah. You know, people think, well, I'm gonna wait to be inspired. No, you're not. You're never gonna be inspired. Yeah. Actions happen first, then feelings. Right. But a lot of times people get that confused, you know, because it happens when people fall in love. So they get they fall in love and they're infatuated and all these chemicals are being released in their body and it gives them the chemicals that give them the action Mm. that, you know, the the feeling of being in love makes guys clean the house, buy roses, cook dinner. You know what I mean, like and you're touching all the love languages, you know, along the way. And then what happens is those chemicals go away. They go, well, I don't feel so in love. And it's like, well, duh. What are you doing to feel in love? You know, I was like, I've never felt the pain in my finger before I swung a hammer and hit it. <laughs> right? It's action then feeling, yeah. Yeah. and it's the same with everything in life. You know, you want motivation? Get moving. You'll get motivated, just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's missing today. People don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, it big time. They're waiting. They're waiting to be inspired. I'm not even inspired. No. Start listening to a book today. You'll get inspired. Start feeding yourself something. Start doing something. Go out for a walk. Go for a run. Mm-hmm. Do push-ups. Anything. Yeah. Just okay. get moving. Movement—it's that saying. You cannot possibly steer a ship if it's not moving. Get moving, and right. then you can steer your life. Yeah.
0: Right. My question for you—it um, seems like you have so much information in your head, like it's like it's just a huge database. How do you retain all that information and
2: just be so intelligent? It's not intelligent. <laughs> I didn't graduate high school. Until I was twenty. You know. That? Wow. Twenty years. I actually googled. it. I was so afraid they were to kick me out because I was too old. So you got held back. <laughs> yeah. Years? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, growing up. Oh my God, I got held back all the time. Why I mean, is that? Life is, my mom and dad were getting divorced when I was like seven. Okay. So I didn't go to school for like three years. <laughs> no, I didn't. In <laughs> fact, you know, you know Strawsbury High School, I was kicked out of school for fighting. I tell the story in the book, oh, wow. throwing rocks at kids. Yeah. Definitely. And then I went to the Growing Concern over there in readers. Yeah. Barb and Dave Gumper, My here. I just, there's a story. If you know Barb Gumper, right. she, there's a story about her in the book. Nice and uh, oh. and she saved my life, truly really did. One day I hit her son, Paul, with a rock right under the eye. And his eye was bleeding and I was an ugly kid. I was so mean and nasty, as mm-hmm. within, so without. So basically I was expressing ugliness on the outside because I was ugly on the inside. Yeah. I was fighting with everyone. And here's Barb Gumper, the, the person that owns that school, and she's the teacher. And I just hit her kid with a rock and under the eye and his eyes bleeding. And she has my arms. She goes, Can't you see you could have knocked his eye out? She goes, I can't believe this. And I'm thinking, you're gonna kick me out of here. It's over, isn't it? And and she goes, she goes, I love him and I love you. We're not doing this anymore. And I melted. I thought, oh my god, Barb, you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> because I thought, oh my God, like she did take my ugliness and spit it back on me. Yeah. That was the first time in a public setting that someone didn't do it to me. Yeah. Because a lot of times ugly kids they get beat up on, and then they get more ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I just hurt her son. And she had every right to just tear me down and throw me out. And she looked at me and goes, I, and I love you. And I never fought again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is
2: so beautiful. Man, but that's uh, wow. you know, but you know the everything that's like I, I can talk to you about it's mm. it's it's my, it's my mom guys. Yeah, I don't even know if you noticed, but I've been on her shoulders this whole time here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's uh, you know, I realize that when you have someone like your mom in your pocket, you just pull her out and put her on the table, and mm. you just talk about her, and all's well. Yeah, you know, and mom, if we weren't at church, we mom had a sermon playing. In the living room, in the car, everywhere. Everywhere. I mean there was never a moment where it's not catching your ears. Cause she knew, as within, so without. Yeah. You don't change the inside. We don't see the world as we are. We see it. We don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are. Yeah. And if you can pour in the good, the clean, the pure, the positive, you're simply become that. So all this stuff that we can sit here and you throw out a topic and I can talk on it for a while. Mm-hmm. Driving here, I was listening to, to you know, Les Brown. Mm. You know, it's you know, it's, every day, yeah. you know, you can, you can become anything you want to be a little bit at a time. Yeah. You know, that's, that's all it is. I I've just been compounding it for 20 years. Yeah. That's all it is. There's, no, there's nothing more to it. It's, mm. But believe me, it, as, over at the winery, I'm the dumbest guy in the room. If we, if you gave an IQ test, I'd score the lowest. Really? They're all smarter than me. Everyone, oh. every one of them, every one of them. My wife, Sally, Jeff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> especially Tony, my God, <laughs> you know, they all are, you know, but yeah. it's, uh, you know, someone asked me one time They go Why do you think you get to be The owner of the business
0: mm. That's a good question
2: <laughs> 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 so Because I was willing to get, Risk it all mm. uh, That's really it mm. It doesn't take any smarts Or talent or anything You just You gotta be willing to to lay, lay your life on the line
1: Yeah
2: And go I'm gonna live and die by this yeah. that, That's isn't it Yeah When it all boils down to it yeah. That's yeah. all it comes down to, yeah. to hold that vision Right do everything Right yeah. Right to hold it and have a wife behind you strong enough to 100%. when you collapse, she'll go, no, stand up, open your eyes, stand up, stand up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> this is not what right, we planned. Right, <laughs> <ass> right, right, <laughs> right. So true, right? But yeah, you know, but it's, I don't know. I would encourage people today, right now, make it a commitment to begin to download Audible books to your phone.
0: Yeah.
2: Every single week, I listen to three books, Wow. right? So at the end of the year, you've taken in a lot of books, 50 times three, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of books. Yeah. So over the course of 20 years. If you look at my library, there's about 900 books there. And some of them listen to 5 and 10 times. I tell people, if you listen to a book enough times and you can talk along with it, now you really internalize it. Yeah. Like the last lecture, if you get me started, I can quote the whole book to you. Yeah. I've listened to that book that many times, Randy Pausch, that book. If you haven't downloaded books start with the last lecture, Randy Pausch, and then go to Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. You know, and then, and then download some of the John Maxwell stuff, download my book. It's a good one, you know? <laughs> right? You know? But you know, it's, if you want, whatever you want to become, feed your mind, you'll become that, you know, it's, you know, they, they say like, you know, you shouldn't ask someone who do you want to be? Cause of course they want to be successful. I would say, I would say, who are you becoming today? What do you, what is your action points? You don't look at a tree and go, what fruit do you want to grow? You go, what are you growing? Yeah. What are you doing? Because that's what you are. What are you growing? Right. You know what I mean? And yeah. 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 It's you know, you look at a tree by its fruit of what it's producing, not what it wants to be. You know? So it's yeah. and it's so simple. Today today's world is so knowledge used to be trapped in the library. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You yeah. couldn't get to it. It was yeah. hard. Yeah. I remember going to the library and like, man, this is tough stuff. Now it could be two in the morning, download a bookstore, listening to it. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And there's no limits. There's no limits to how much you can learn. And learning is learning, whether you're in a car or in a classroom. One in one and one is still two, wherever you're at. Definitely. You know, so all this stuff is just—it's just a compounding effect. Mm. That's all it is. It's that momentum. You know, a train moving 50 miles an hour can bash right through a 10-foot brick wall. Mm. It's got momentum. It can—it can bash through it. Can, it keeps moving. You take a train that's not moving. A little wooden block can stop it. Yeah. Ain't going nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Get momentum in your life, and nothing will stop you else
1: anything else we can talk about <laughs> no? no, I certainly appreciate you. coming on it's been amazing. I'm grateful Randy. yeah and, thank you uh, thanks you guys you dropped just nugget after nugget yeah I learned a lot yeah a lot was yeah. how, how can people find you they want to get your book and
2: yeah all that. Um, I have a website Randy Dietrich. Bio. Okay. okay um, yeah you google my name it, it, the, it'll be the that page will be the first one just Randy Dietrich um, I'm usually at the wine on the weekends especially Saturdays I'm there and in, in the school season Saturday and Sunday when, when in the summertime Um they could do the underground experience. Uh, got a podcast out there, Living on Purpose. Um, but if they want to find me personally, just Google my name. I got a website. They could find me there. Um, I do a lot of public speaking at schools and businesses. And you know, you give me a topic, and I will pour myself into it. Yeah. You know, and That's I want to, true. I want to touch their heart. You know, yeah, no, no, no. But yeah, I'm grateful. My mission is to add value to the world yeah. with a humble heart. I come to be a servant.
1: It's such amazing amazing. Job love you guys. Yeah, I love you, you know, too. Better. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank
2: you. It's been great. Thank you, Joshua. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you.
1: Thank wow. You
2: much. Man, guys, boy, I didn't think the barber Gumper would get me crying so hard. <laughs>